Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. Did you get up to doing anything interesting this week before we jump into what are you watching? Absolutely. <laughs> Not? <laughs> no, no. I, no, kind of. I mean, I had a uh, a great night at this Alan, Alan, Allison Chains tribute band uh, show, and it was bumping. Okay. I mean, that was like, I, I forgot how it was, many great it 90s was, hits they have. It was bumping. <laughs> it was bumping. Bumping. No, it was just one of those fucking fun nostalgic. It's weird that nights. like the, the idea I have is just you like, just like bumping butts with somebody like you're dancing like in the 70s and it's like bump, bump, bump. <laughs> With mom jeans on? No, with uh, with like like Ned Flanders wearing his uh, wearing his spandex. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all, nothing at all, nothing at all. <laughs> Stupid sexy Flanders. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a lot of fun, and that was actually played at Birkin Goblet Brewery, and that was cool. really cool. And um, you know, bumped in some old friends from work back in the day. It was good to see them, and ultimately, I I'm I'm just like really fucking excited for this year you know why all of a sudden <laughs> just all, all of a sudden all, all of a sudden, sudden I'm, I'm excited, like excited for, this, for year. this year you know why yeah. because i was so overwhelmed with like work and everything like that and like the transition and i'm now finally fucking settling into work, work. yeah but also like my routine and just you know and having just a, money uh, and- <laughs> a little bit more money but like you know potentially moving out and having yeah. maybe a, a good alternative for our podcast recording and 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 all that entails yeah uh, you should take inventory of all the stuff see. around you and just being like how is this all gonna fit into whatever place <laughs> i get <laughs> that'll be a nightmare because oswald the turtle has to come too <laughs> uh. you can't have that in a baby room <laughs> anyway uh so i mean i'm cool with Oswald, but I, you know, uh, you know, we're not that cool. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this week I went to my daughter's uh, karate competition, and I know I can't wait while, to hear all about it. While watching her do that, like I watched her do like a switch kick, like where she jumped up and like did a kick, and she hit it. You actually heard like an audible thud as she hit the pads and stuff. And I was like, oh my god, like that is her her tiny little foot is perfect ball kicking height. Like, if she ever realizes that, I'm done for. I'm fucking, I'm done for. Straight first, straight hard, no mercy, sir. I could just be like, it's time for bed. And she'd be like, yeah, switch kick, nuts. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to bed? Daddy. Well, Daddy's you. going to bed. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Luckily, she's a, she, she's a good kid. <laughs> so She I, is. I don't, think, I don't think she would have that on her mind. And but, you're a nice guy. Yeah, uh, well. Not always, but <laughs> to my daughter, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, well, that's what I mean. It's like good cop, bad cop, right? Yeah, that's you're, right. You're kind of the good cop in the house. Yeah, uh, but I mean, other than that, I've just been what I decided I'm going to start doing uh, because I have such trouble sleeping. Uh, is I'm going to start reading. I want to start reading. I want to start reading books again. I haven't been reading books because I'm so busy with work and the podcast and stuff that it's just so easy to veg out and watch TV. Uh, the visual stimulation yeah. kind of keeps you up a little bit. Yeah, uh, so stimulated I, too much and not in a good way to get you to sleep. 
so I decided percent, I want to so. start. I, I want to take like an hour out of every night, and I want. I don't. And I want to read. That's good. So uh, but, I would suggest marijuana, but you know, no. you can read. That's good too. That's- Regular drug tests work. <laughs> not legal in PA yet. Uh, but I am. Yet. I'm starting with. I'm, I'm starting with like uh, Star Wars, uh, where like I spent so much time resisting like Disney's new ancillary material that all fits into their canon and stuff like that because it's not that i disagree with them starting this new canon i understand why they had to do it but at the same time i fell in love with the old star wars canon and i knew it so well and i love some stories in that that are now no longer canon that it was kind of like my own quiet little rebellion i didn't take to the internet and became a vocal minority or anything like that i just just in my own mind i just quietly protested it where i was just like no i don't need it I don't need it. But now that Rise of Skywalker is over and I was so sorely disappointed in it, I'm now out there looking for new Star Wars stories to really like. So I'm starting with the Marvel Comics Star Wars uh, you know, title and Vader. And I'm going to work my way through some of the Marvel Comics series that I want to read. But I also am going to go back and I'm going to read some some stories that, that have been published under the Disney canon that, that interest me and I want to check out. And a lot of them are some pretty hefty novels. So I'm going to spend just like an hour each night reading I don't know if I'm going to bring up any of this on the show ever again, but know, you know, listeners that I am reading a lot of Star Wars, uh, you know, Disney canon material. So if there's anything you want to discuss or anything you think I should check out, you can reach out to us on, uh, you can reach out to me on our social media on Twitter. I'll drop it uh, at the end of the show so you can reach out to me. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations. Mm-hmm. But there's also some Stephen King books that I either haven't read in a long time or I've never read and I want to get around to doing as well. So uh, I'm going to be spending a lot of time in used bookstores because that's one of my favorite things to do is to go to a used bookstore and find like some book that i've always wanted to read but never did and then pick it up for like 99 cents and good for you buddy it's a very cheap way to entertain myself and it puts me to it puts me in the right frame of mind to go to bed so good uh, that's what i'm gonna be getting into i'm happy to hear uh other than that man that's that's all i did this week so awesome uh, let's get into what are you watching what are you watching what are we watching He's trying to watch some illegal channels. Always watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, Jay, so we're going to discuss what you watched this week, what I watched this week, and then we're going to just kind of jump into like a little bit of like, we're not going to break down every category and stuff, but we're going to just nah. talk about uh, our impressions of the Some Oscars, highlights, yeah. what we liked, what we were happy about, all that stuff, who was ridiculous at it, uh, how stoned Brad Pitt was, stuff like that. So <laughs> uh, let's get started with you, man. What'd you watch this week? Well, I just finished up season two of Sex Education on Netflix. Really appreciate that show. I think it's it's good fun. It's it's informative in an easy way to digest. It's it's informative it's about informative about sex. Can you share with us the male erection, mm-hmm. uh, pitching a tent, sporting wood, bicycles formed, marches on. Hey, Jonathan, stiff, thanks. stiffy, Mr. Mortis. Rigor Mortis is set in. Flesh rocket, uh, Jack's magic beanstalk, tall Tommy, mushroom on a stick. Mr. Mushroom Head, Purple Headed Yogurt Slinger, and uh, Pedro. Pedro? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different kind of things. I find it hard th- to it's believe. It's not like new information per se. I but- find it hard to believe that a cocksmith such as yourself <laughs> doesn't know everything there is to know about sex. Uh, you know. I- oh, I know. No, it's not a compliment. I'm saying that completely sarcastically. <laughs> I imagine you as the most boring vanilla dude to have sex with. Like, do you- Oh, really? You yeah, think? Dude, I've heard otherwise. Dude, People think that on the surface I would be, but do, little like, do they know. Do you remember the scene in, in Office Space where Lundberg is just like, go ahead and just TPS reports ASAP. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That's how I feel you are. Just like I'm so not slow, methodical. You're just like yeah. You can, you can ask anybody. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I don't know anybody that you've had sex with. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even I ask know. them. You probably have known two none three yeah maybe, maybe. tops right but know. i don't know them now because no, that's true because you ruined whatever relationship it was and they've gotten I, far I away ha- from you i have not ruined the relationship <laughs> no that's true i am very proud of the fact that i am two of cool them cool two of the ones that i know all of, of my exes two of them ended in very organic ways and uh there was there was no there was no no bad things in there's, there there's no bad blood there's no although bad blood. you did turn one of them into what i would say is a little bit of uh, of a harley quinn <laughs> <laughs> at least very much the way Harley Quinn acts throughout that movie. Wow. And she didn't before. We are not naming names. <laughs> no, no names. No names. But anyway, sex education taught you a few things. Uh, no, well, I mean, it's just good fun. It's a good fun, good comedy, and I like the characters are in it. It's, it's very charming. But also, I rewatched Honey Boy. It just dropped on the... Amazon Prime. I, I I really wanted to see that again because you know Shia LaBeouf. You know it's a it was a very autobi- autobiographical type of flick. He wrote this screenplay. He played his father. He did such a good job with it. And I just wanted to see it again because I I thought at first right, viewing so wait, I wasn't one hundred percent sold on without it. making it a thing without going into like full indie corner. Like no no no. It's not. Can we explain? I already like, talked about this before. So we, the 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 title Honey Boy. Like I mean, did he like slather himself up in honey and just like dare bears to like come get? Him? Apparently, is a nickname his father gave him uh, okay. when right. he was a kid. He's like, "Come on, honey boy." Uh, okay, oh, I get it. So yeah, v- yeah, very, very like a SoCal stoner type, like, yeah. like, like, uh, like you know, a little, little nickname that you get and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, fair enough. Exactly. So that it's a solid flick. I think you should just check that out if you have a an indie movie that I th- you're in. in I honestly into, thought into it was seeing. It's on Amazon Prime. Right I thought now. it was a term like in the gay community where it's like if you want to. <laughs> I'm sure it could. If be. you want to attract oh, a bear, yeah. you're a honey boy. Oh yeah. I, look. <laughs> Hey, fun boys, get the room. A hundred percent, I can see that. And I, I thought, and I that. thought I knew a lot of terms in the this gay community. This might be a new term. We just dubbed it. That's all. We just dubbed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to, if you want, if you want a bear, you got to be a honey boy. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Come and get it, boys. <laughs> and then, other than that, on Netflix, I saw a movie that I do not recommend. It really puts a whole new meaning of Winnie the Pooh getting stuck in the hole trying to get to his honey. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Jack. Called Horse Girl. This also just came out this year from Sundance, but also just dropped on Netflix. And it's clearly the uh, the biopic uh, of Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> it's not that brutal. That's brutal. That's not exactly like a hot take. Other people have made that comparison. Dude, our Sex in the City fans are going to be killing us on Twitter. Yeah, if Matthew Broderick listened, I might be worried. <laughs> But anyway, he doesn't care. He gets it. Anyway, Alison Brie plays the title character, and she is 
a very awkward girl, very socially awkward, very into odd arts and crafts, horses. Sometimes, not often, but sometimes, I like the idea of a chick with a horse. But then increasingly gets into like supernatural type stuff. Okay. Of lucid dreams that she's having, her past history with family members that who also had mental illness and how that all ties in together with some stuff that I don't want to spoil if anybody's interested in it. However, for me, this did not work. I thought this movie was a stretch, to say the least. And I they really went for broke. And Jeff Baina, he wrote and directed this movie. And I think, you know, for an if this is his first movie, kudos on him. But this is just a leap of faith that I could not go with and I did not like it at all. So I'm sorry. I It was not my cup of tea. However, uh, I think some people might enjoy it all right. if they like those oddball movies. Fair enough, man. All right, so what I got down to watching this week, I'm really going to talk about one thing uh, before we get into the Oscars. I watched Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet on <laughs> on on Apple TV. This is the new Rob McElhenney show from the same producers who, who do It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I really enjoyed the show. I don't think it's any type of- I heard good things. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's any type of masterpiece or anything like that, but I absolutely loved it. I, I, I loved the, its satirical take on on silicon valley or or like the video game development world and stuff like that very clearly uh he was playing rob McElhenney, who plays ian not ian ian uh who is who, who is the creative director of the game mythic quest okay. he's very much playing like a a cliff blazinski you know cliffy b type character where he's kind of like this this larger to life guy uh it's all really about his antics and just how absolutely unorthodoxed him and everyone else inside the place that that makes this game really are and it's completely different than how video games actually are made like you know they actually do show you like juxtaposition they show you another video game studio and how they operate that's probably more or less the reality of how video games are made but we all in our fantasy believe that it is this crazy workplace where all this type of absolutely outlandish genre come in but it is this type of story that is just about ego it is about an absolute egomaniacal maniac who is in charge of of developing a video game and the hilarity that ensues and the people who get swelled up around him in it and it is i gotta say like there's several times where i just fucking cracked up and i i don't think this could have come from anybody else but rob McElhenney. but the it also has a lot of heart to it too there's episode five actually goes into the past and tells a different story that doesn't really it, it very loosely ties into mythic quest and rob McElhenney's story um but hmm. it, it actually is while being funny it's actually extremely touching and has something something to say about creative voice and stuff like that and i i that was my favorite episode of the entire series and it came at just the right time where it just breaks up just when you think maybe the antics of the whole rest of the show were getting a little monotonous. Episode five comes in, kind of hits you with something completely different with two fantastic actors. I don't want to spoil it because I think when when those when those actors show up, it's it's kind of it's kind of neat. You know, it's 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 like, wow, I didn't even know that they were in this. So um, and, but cool. I, I really I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a watch. I really am. I, I highly recommend people check it out, especially yeah. if you're into video games, if you're into nerd culture and stuff like that. There's going to be a lot of references that that you pick That's up on. That's my worry, you get. though, because I'm not a video game guy yeah. at all or that much of a nerd. <laughs> so I will but. say this. Lauren started watching with me. She did fall asleep after the first episode. But like when I asked her if she wanted to keep watching, she was like, I'm not terribly interested in it. 
she's like it's one of those ones that like i don't want to binge watch she's like i'm just gonna like watch it on my own time half hour like shows, though, right? they are half hour uh 10 episodes half hour shows i watched it all in one day jay i watched it on one day five hours i just i just i blew through it i i did really enjoy it and i do encourage everybody to kind of pick it up check it out very good all right man uh let's get into it the oscars oh yeah There is one thing on the red carpet that you did want to discuss. You love Brad Pitt's I just, interview. I, I just came across his red carpet interview. I think it was on ABC before the show started. And he was very... He just acted like you would expect Brad Pitt Stone to be like. And it was so funny to me. And I I just I kept on... Was he very much it. like his character in Once Upon a Time? Like when he was tripping on acid towards the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I didn't watch any of the red carpet stuff. I when it, At 8.30 when it popped on, I popped it on. Like that's... I, I don't watch red carpet stuff. However, he did win Best sport, Supporting Actor for his role. and he, I think it was deserved. He, he had for a, sure. He had a great speech. So he, he did but not do you, seem Stone. Do you think he won... Do you think he won that for Body of Work? Or do you think he won that for once upon a time in mexico in hollywood oh, i'm sorry uh, once upon a time in hollywood <laughs> it's I, so hard I, sorry <laughs> and uh i i think it's a mixture of both i i, I, yeah. I think it's a mixture of both when i saw him win i i was you know it's not like that's my favorite performance of his or anything but i was like he's but getting he, it because he was really good in that movie but also for body of and, work and, and a little and little calm a little quentin, quentin knows how to cast the roles that he writes because you know he wrote this fucking character yeah and who better to play than brad pitt yeah right i mean so it's one of those kind of things where it's not hard for him to play it but he perfectly embodied the character for sure and and he did a great job with this so you know and he had a great great season as far as what uh, about uh timothy chalmay dressing up like the uh sh- like, like like the chauffeur like he was like he was uh he was the valet valeting people's cars he, what was up he, with that he looked stupid <laughs> he, what's up with that he, he that's he, your boy man i know but he's like <laughs> He, that's your boy. He he's like suit. he's Mister like woke culture, and I, I he gets a little too fresh. He, he's a little too hip. He's a little too young and he's, hip. He's a little too. He's, he's a little, little too young and hip for me yeah. sometimes. And and very much so. Like this is old Hollywood, and that's and I'm kind of an old school classic kind of guy. I'm jumping so like, around here, but I feel like the Renee Zellweger win and like the entire reason like Judy for, was down for Judy. Yeah, yeah, for, for Judy was because that that movie is about old Hollywood and stuff like sure. that. And there's nothing the Academy loves more than stories about themselves than, and, and about their history and stuff like that. And again, you know, I, I still, ha- again, I'll admit that's like the one movie I, I haven't seen. I haven't um, seen it and I don't want to see it. I heard I, it's, I heard it's actually not good, but she's it's, fantastic. It's, exactly. So I'll catch it for free on HBO or something one day. Right, But, but I feel I'm the same way about the Joker rushing. where I feel like the movie's not, not not great, but he is so fantastic that it elevates the movie to such a degree that it almost doesn't deserve it to be raised to that degree. But he is so fantastic Perhaps. in it. Joaquin, I winning mean, best I, actor. I really liked the tone and the way Todd Phillips wanted to do that movie. I really yeah. liked it. And I love the score. That score won an Oscar as well. 100%. It definitely uh, had it more really going great. for it. Don't get me wrong. Um, and obviously, you know, his speech was very off kilter. Look, as someone who's been say, as someone who's who's been eating vegan and stuff like that, I was still like, I, he's not one of us. Get him off. <laughs> like, get him off. Get him off. Yeah, it, it, it was a little play the music. Play the music. It get was him off. certainly uncomfortable. <laughs> it was certainly uncomfortable. It was. Uh, but, you know, like, for example, like the no host thing, I think this might be the last year of the no host thing. I think so. 
Uh, and it really just didn't work. I mean, I don't mind the lead in into like a performance. Yeah, but like, watching this, did like, you not go like, all right, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig? Well, can you guys just can you guys host next year? Sure, sure, sure. But like, for example, like opening up with the Janelle uh, Monae's performance, I thought was 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 interesting. It didn't. I I liked parts of it. I didn't like all of it. But I don't mind an opening performance, right? Yeah. But then they follow up with Steve Martin and Chris Rock. I was like, not happy with that. That, that yeah. did not work at all. And flat. I was like, are they trying to be like somewhat of like a host type thing? Or they just gave them, they're just essentially presenters, but giving them ex- extended time to riff. And it did not work at all. And thank God it was early on because people forgot about it, I think. I didn't. I was not happy about that at all. But there was like another surprise, right? Um, Eminem performing. Like, what was up with that? Like, whoa. It was awesome. He didn't I, even show up to win his uh, to accept his Oscar win. Yeah, uh, uh, there's went for that song. There was actually I saw a few news articles like why he showed up to do it and stuff like that. But uh, you know I heard a lot, a lot of people like commenting. It's like man, he seems like out of breath. A, he's like in his mid forties, so like yeah, yeah you would he doesn't perform. He doesn't perform as much, much anymore. anymore so. But. I, I loved it, dude. I loved it. I it loved. Cool. I loved seeing like old heads in Hollywood bobbing yeah. their head and stuff like that. It it's was a, great. It's a classic song. It and, is. And, you know, we love it. I mean, we we, we love that movie. I mean, we like it a lot. It's it's a. Uh, I like that. It's movie. a well, I don't love that it's movie, a, but I like. I, mean, that movie. I don't love it, but like it's I well regarded. I like it a lot. And I'm surprised after that movie he wasn't acting more because I actually thought he was he he did pretty sure. well in that. I movie. think he's just highly particular. I think so. You know, and he's kind of a control freak with his art. That's true. Okay, and, fair enough. And, you know, so, but you're right. Maya Rudolph and Krista Wig were great. So, thought, so and, But fantastic. also, you know what? Will Ferrell and um, uh, Julia Lee Dreyfus, they, you know, not she, so they, much. They, they, they were okay. Not so much. It was still good to see them on screen. I think they would be good in a, as like a movie couple or something that one day. Something. I think they need to collaborate somehow. Don't they have a movie couple coming out called Uphill where they are? Oh, I don't uh, know. Maybe that's why they were together. That's why they were together. Okay. Yeah, they have that a movie sense. coming out called, I believe it's about a, a family that goes skiing and stuff like that. It Very comes cool. out on Valentine's Day, and I just saw the trailer for the first time this week. Does not bode well for it, but. Ah, uh, and Laura Dern, you know, she's been sweeping up uh, the, the Best Supporting Actress role. Uh, award for Marriage Story, which she deserves. I think she deserves and, which that. Which is also a so lifetime achievement award of some sort, I guess you could say. It may be, but, but I absolutely She lo- is the strongest in the category. I loved her performance in that. Yeah. It was it it's was a kind pl- of like a Brad Pitt type thing where right. like, she completely embodied this role. It was amazing because like she she I love the moments where it almost seems like she's forcing it to come off as just your average mom, you know? Mm-hmm. Divorcee mom. And then she's also just like this fierce like lawyer mm-hmm. on top of turns that. it on turns it off it was so yeah it was it was In a, middle one, of a one take you know wonderful performance so good, right? so good. It, she's the type of person that like uh, the character right, uh, the fluid, wh- yeah. that is like insulting you while like putting you at ease and complimenting you at the same time mm-hmm. and it's like i fucking hate you <laughs> like but I love you at the same time. It's unbelievable. Just want you around me. Just stay around me. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, other than Joaquin Phoenix, if if anyone else was going to win Best Actor, I wanted it to be Adam Driver. And for, he would have. He would have been the only other person. Yeah. yeah. If Joaquin wasn't even in that category, it would have been him. But I have to say, let's be honest. He's got Leonardo a DiCaprio yeah. deserved. I mean, he's won. He, he, I know. And that's what it comes down to. No, he's I won. I know. Now, but right? like, like, we but, gave him his. But to me, his performance in this movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, was way better than Irreverent. The Reverend was uh, the Reverend or Revenant. Re- oh, I'm sorry, the Revenant. The Revenant was essentially a lifetime achievement award. It was, yeah, for it was sure, a long overdue type of thing, for sure. And but that's what I don't like about the. Uh, that's what I don't like about I the know. Academy Awards is I. I feel like I feel like they do that uh, a fair but, bit. But since the last couple of years, and we're gonna get into this, adding 
a ton of diversity and new members in the academy. Shit is changing and it is fucking real and it just proved Didn't itself. change much this year. Very few. Are you fucking kidding me? Very, the fact no, no. of we're going to get into Parasite in a second. We're going to do that, but the, the fact that there was that barely any female there, barely any female led films like kind That of has like, nothing to do with it. Right. Because there's no other female led directing and films that, out there that and are that's better what it comes than the down. five in a category. And that's what it comes down and to. Right. There, I, I get the argument, but there's no argument this year about right. that. And that's it. And, that is what it is. And of course, minority led films. I, I know a lot of people sure, were, were like, sure. you know, there's there's not a lot of minority led films, but Parasite fucking swept the shit out of this. The and shit out of it. That is not only a minority led film, but it, it, for, for America, but it is also an international film. And it is written and directed by an Asian man. And it stars all Asian people. And it's in an Asian language and stuff like that. Yeah. If that's not diversity, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what is. Like, you know, I, 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 I this, this broke ground in, in many ways. 100%. And, and certainly is going to shift the landscape of Hollywood so going forward. The whole. The whole night when they're like, you know, winner of best international film, Parasite. I was like, all right, so it's definitely not going to win best picture. And then they're like, right. best best original screenplay, uh, you know, Parasite. That I was, was like, surprising because I, I think right. I thought Quentin was going to win. Right. That. And I was like, all right, definitely not winning best picture now. Like hundred percent director, right? And the fact that he best won director. director, that was a shock. Bong Ho Joon. I was like, I was like holy all shit! Right, now that it's now that it's got best international <laughs> film, best director, and best original screenplay, it's absolutely no fucking way that it's winning best picture, and it wins best picture. And I was like, Dude. fucking shit! Are you kidding me? Shocked. Awesome. Everybody, that fucking place went nuts. I but, but everybody I, was so I happy. Bought, I honestly thought Irishman was going to take it for best film. I, oh no, no that's no. what I thought. I was like, it's going to wind up being Irishman. I don't know why I think that. I just felt like it was going to be the Irishman. It got snubbed all night, and I felt like because Parasite won so much, I thought you know, with it being the old type of Academy Awards, they're just kind of like throwing bones out there. And I expected them to throw a bone to to Scorsese and to the Irishman, and they didn't. I mean, Irishman got snubbed all night, and it's not that I yeah. didn't like the irishman it's that I, I i just feel like it didn't do anything different for for film other than it's you know de-aging technology and all that stuff that, that's what that's what it the irishman to- has been plummeting ever since it came out right but, um, but because but, of all the other releases right. because they're stronger they're stronger films and are more but it's not different enough from what we've gotten from scorsese and from other type of stories before it's understated right it's very understated and you know when i when i watched it i was just like all right this technology is fantastic and the story is really good. This is a real this is an absolutely fantastically acted movie with a, with with a very riveting story that is just a hair too long by an hour. <laughs> by an hour. Uh, and, it's really not as bad as you think. But but no, I I felt the length. Too little? You said it was a good size. The effort, you retard. The effort was too little. To- but I, I, I found a lot of stuff to enjoy while watching The Irishman. But then, like, when it was all over, I was like, what did this do that was different? Like, what did this bring to the table nothing. that nothing else does? And and, and, and that's it. Other than that de-aging technology, like, that's it. And But when you talk about Parasite, what did this bring different to the table? Everything. Everything. Everything and, and, is and different. It's, and the great thing about this movie is, I mean, everything from, like, I just heard on the radio that... This one public library has a 200-person waiting list from the first day. Because it, it just released. For Parasite. 
It, so it's like one of those kind of things where like this is going to break break it, around. It's going to start. It just released on up. home video, by the way. So you sure. can buy this. You, movie you can now. watch it right now. Yeah, you can rent it and buy it right now. But also, you know, it's going to open up the canvas for people who to 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 accept, uh, you know, international films that are you know non speaking films, films with sp- subtitles, um, uh, South Korean films, um, you know. Right. Just accepting that fact, to give it a chance, to give it a watch. It's so different, but it speaks to a mainstream just enough that I think anybody can go with this movie as and, long as you're willing to read your subtitles. Exactly. That's why I keep telling people, like, look, this if this is a this is a movie that touches on so many different parts and elements, from comedy to drama to a big uh uh, story pivot in the middle of the movie to great acting to great visuals to political statements uh, throughout the movie at times there's so many elements within this movie that is that, that that is so powerful and the fact that the subtitles are not difficult to follow it's fantastic for any you know say non average you know like an average moviegoer to actually give this a chance and actually enjoy it you know the other thing i want to know a is stretch. i y- You've seen it, and, and I've seen it, and it's it's one of my favorite films of the entire year. Do you think Jojo Rabbit got snubbed at all, or do you just think it just got overshadowed, overshadowed by... This is a very powerful it year. It won for, an Oscar. Taika Waititi won the screenplay Oscar for... Adapted. For Adapted, yeah. But I, I don't think so at all. I think there was just such strong films this year. I think year. the nominations it, were... were, were, were were suffice right. as as far yeah. as just just as far as the you know the award season films go such a strong year for them far yeah. better than last year and and, ended and with a bang years. baby right. ended with a bang uh i i was actually this as far as the academy awards go this might turn the tide for me a little bit where i previously have hated the Academy Awards, and I, I, I practically hate watched it, uh, and I, I expected to go into that this year. Hate watching the Academy Awards, like yeah, I do I, every year. I think the fact that you watched a lot of these movies, yeah, but I watched a lot of the movies last year, and you, since we've been doing the podcast, I've yeah, been watching a lot I, of these movies. I, but I think you're enjoying, you enjoyed more of these movies than because they years. were different. Because these were not the type of normal, standard, fair, uh, Oscar Beatty movies that we normally get. Well, and and to extend and that's off a big of, deal to extend off of this a little bit, a little bit of a tangent. However, but I think the fact that the days of like the Lord of the Rings, for example, of like you know ten wins for blah 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 movie it's behind that'll us. never happen again. You're no. never going to see that again. Well, if you listen to James Cameron Avatar two, <laughs> it's going to do it. <laughs> it's going to do it. It's, gonna, it's think, not only going to beat Avengers Endgame in the box office. It is going to absolutely win. 15 to 20 Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Like, is there what, even 15 what, to 20 I mean, What Parasite did, you'll probably never see that again with Parasite. Right, that, yeah. Four Oscars is a shocking. big deal. It's a big deal. Shocking. Yeah. You rarely ever see that just clean up the way it did, uh, with even with no acting nominations. <laughs> hey, by the way, a Joker may have won for Best Actor, but it also won for Best Score, which I think is yeah, extremely Yeah, I think deserved. I mentioned that. Yeah, it was... It was I, I did love her score. I loved it. So, uh, that's it. I mean, I, I, I think we talked about uh, enough of the Oscars that everyone can kind of get a gist of it, uh, or at least our opinions on it i definitely want to encourage everyone to reach out to us on social medias did uh was there any big snubs that you wish had won and didn't uh reach out to us on our social medias we'll drop all the lines at the end of this episode jay man uh before we head over to our birds of prey review let's get into our news
first news story. RJ, uh, Knives Out has a sequel that is being confirmed for a potential 2022 release and apparently ryan johnson is saying it's going to follow a whole new cast of characters which i think is a mistake because you got to keep leblanc right like i mean leblanc has to be your your thread but this is what i think is going to happen i think they are going to do the whole murder or the Orient Express type of route where it's going to be new cast of ensemble characters with the same investigator in a different kind of setting. That's fine. And that's fine because... As long as it's know, Ryan Johnson bringing it to me. Exactly. And Daniel Craig. Right. <laughs> and, well, yeah. I mean, Daniel... I, But I think this speaks more to Daniel Craig as as a as an aging actor than maybe another doing another bond would you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i think this is more fun for somebody like sure him. like you have and so he much has no problem uh doing comedy doing some zany stuff look at logan lucky right that was a fucking batshit wild character he I really mean, tried he did a great job trying to go for broke on that one he went for broke uh, he, he chewed up scenery uh, Probably a little bit too much. I think he went a little a too little far. too much. He went a little too far with that one. Uh, but, but he, he certainly likes a southern accent, <laughs> right? But a terrible. But what's what's great is is he has a terrible southern accent. It's fucking awful, and it drops at times throughout the movie. But he 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 doubles down on it so much. He makes it so hard that I feel like he's selling me a bucket of fried chicken at the same time that he's explaining uh-huh. to me a murder mystery. Next news story. RJ, this one has my balls tingling a little bit. I uh, like I, I kind of want to shave my taint just so I, I, I can feel a little bit more. Uh, Sam Raimi is apparently reportedly rumored to be in talks to direct Doctor Strange 2. Groovy. So we learned that we did a news story. You know, Doctor Strange 2 had lost its director. I, I try not to put too much stock in this because it almost seems too good to be true right it's one of those things that like when you think about the original doctor strange movie you think about the doctor strange character you think about kind of what they're going for a multiverse of madness and then someone drops the name sam raimi you go oh my god that's almost too perfect Mm -hmm. in fact i don't expect disney to pay that money for a director like sam raimi even though he hasn't worked a lot in 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 years he uh he kind of comes he's a name right he's he's a big name and that usually comes with some dollar dollar bills. And generally with the MCU, MCU movies, Disney isn't always paying top dollar for, for their directors. So I think Sam Raimi is kind of a large get for them. However, uh, if this were to be true and is to pan out, I can't say I'm nothing but happy for it. Because I think his style you know, 100% speaks to the type of zany that's going to go on in Doctor Strange 2. I agree. I'm very happy about this. Especially with when, when you hear that like it's kind of like MCU's first foray into like horror, and then you go watch Evil Dead, and you're like, yep, yep, that works. Uh, the, the thing that really has me excited is because we're dealing with a multiverse, if Sam Raimi were to, to direct it, do you think they would subtly, like slyly put in like a little Spider-Man Easter egg in there? Because it's a multiverse, right? I mean, just a little one. Even if you don't show Spider-Man. You just show like a little nod to Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movie verse from back in the early 2000s. Mm, I feel like there's room I for it. I, I, it is a multiverse. Sam might. It's a multiverse of madness. Sam, you know? Sam might try. <laughs> I at, at the very least, he's got to fit in. You know his his old car, the car from Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, and that showed up in all three Spider-Man movies. He's got to fit in the car. 
for sure. <laughs> Next news story. RJ, we're kind of late to the game on this, just like we were with the Sam Raimi story. But uh, Kathleen Kennedy has confirmed that Indiana Jones 5 will not reboot the series. It will not star anybody else but Harrison Ford. It's a continuation. I don't think he's going to be the main star. I, I really don't. I think he is, man. I, I don't think I, so. I think he is. So I sat down with Kathleen and I told her, I was like, uh, what are you going to get? you going to get like that fucking Chris Pratt guy? And I was like, uh archaeology just a uh hey kid splash a little whiskey in my coffee <laughs> no he's a he's a pot guy uh harrison ford's a pot guy you know so <laughs> he ain't about the whiskey uh i i'm i'm actually unhappy about this uh, you know i mean out of the three you know we got three indiana jones films they were fantastic apparently there was a fourth one at some point i don't i don't recall it um I remember there being some standout scenes in it. There might have been a nuclear blast at some point where Indiana Jones pops out of a lead-lined uh, refrigerator. Mm. I really like that shot. Really like that shot. Mm. But there was some <laughs> <laughs> there's there was some uh, there was some characters in that that I hope are completely left out of it. Shia LaBeouf, and I, I just don't know where they're going with this. Like I don't want to see a seventy five year like seeing my hero get old. Like this is why old folks homes exist. This is why assisted living exists. We want to hide them. We want to put them away so we don't have to see them. We want to put them there and let them die. We don't want to drag them out when they're in their fucking eighties and put them on screen for everybody to see like indiana jones 5 is gonna have a depends budget apparently like, harrison a, doesn't mind this like, like no he doesn't but that's the thing like back in the 80s they used to have to fit drugs into the budget they used to have to have cocaine into a movie budget this movie's gonna have a fucking depends budget like for for harrison ford yeah like i i i'm just i'm not interested in seeing him this again this is why i love I, him i love him don't get me wrong Dave, but i'm not this interested. is why he's not going to be the fucking lead because they're learning the lesson from kingdom of crystal skull they're King, not going to do it sorry what I, are you talking about uh dan Aykroyd's vodka crystal skull vodka right what movie are you talking about kingdom of the crystal skull never heard of it fuck y'all <laughs> Never heard of it. Doesn't I, exist. Huh? I just remember that there was a movie with with the same type of character that took place in the 1950s. I don't know whether it was an Indiana Jones movie or maybe like a spinoff or something like that. It's lesser known for sure. <laughs> I'm just not you interested. You can delete in that movie from your existence all you want. The fact that except for that nuclear explosion scene, which I really again, It'll I just happen. I just like the way it looks. Like visually, I like the way it looks. Sure. <laughs> Sure. As far as the whole story goes. Sure. Rubbish. All right. Next news story. Sony has announced a new Marvel movie that will be releasing in 2021. And uh, we have no clue what this movie is. We know Morbius is coming out. We know they got a bunch of development, possibly a Craven the Hunter movie and stuff like that. But a lot of sources are saying that it's too, 2021 is too soon for it to be a Spider-Man sequel. A Spider, a, a Spider-Man: Far From Home Homecoming sequel. So it must mean that it's something else. But they have not announced anything else that is in development. We already know that this year, obviously, we're getting Morbius and Venom two. But what what could be coming out in twenty twenty one? What do you think? I honestly do think it might be a Craven the Hunter movie. I think that that is a perfect. There's a lot of buzz around Craven the Hunter right now. Um, what about is Green Lantern a part of Sony? No. It's strictly no. WB. As Warner Brothers, a hundred percent. That is okay. a DC comic. In fact, I have to cut this out because I'm afraid so many people are gonna fucking lampoon you, mainly Duty Dutrum. 
duty have at him. And I will rain down on a godly fucking firestorm upon you. You're going to have to call the fucking United Nations and get a fucking binding resolution to keep me from fucking destroying you. I am talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. I will fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) He's coming for you. He will. In brightest day and blackest night. Jay is the evil that will not escape his sight. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't know what I don't know what it is, but there has been a lot of discussion around Craven the Hunter lately, and I really do think it's 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 Craven the Hunter. I, I think that's that's what it'll wind up being. Uh, I think they really are doing their best to build a universe that exists within Spider-Man that doesn't necessarily revolve around the Marvel Spider-Man, and I think they're going back to their old plans from the old Sony leaks from years ago of the Sinister Six, and I think that Craven Hunter is the most interesting member of. The Sinister Six. In my mind, I love Craven Hunter. Craven's last. Okay. Time. Do you think they're, do you think they're slowly trying to develop that into? I don't think they're even. Gonna, I don't even think they're being that slow about it. I think one every year is being pretty fucking advantageous about it. I think they're. Yeah, I think they're being pretty right. aggressive with right. it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I, I, I think they're. I think they're very much preparing themselves for a day when they don't have to make deals with Disney and they want to make sure. That's why this announcement got leaked, right? That they have another one coming out in 2021, right? Because they want to remind you that they have a universe that's going to exist outside of their Marvel universe. They want to remind you why you continue to see these marvel movies that aren't owned by marvel and aren't part of the mcu and they're being developed by us and you know we we got the chops too and we're going to build movies around these characters because hey you didn't ask for them but we got them so here they are exactly and if they want to play with the big boys they need to start exactly exactly acting like it i do think they're being smart about it and i think they're doing a little bit more organically than say warner brothers attempted to do years ago they gotta be they need to start they're not rushing to their big than the generic film true studio but they're not rushing to the big team up movie they are taking their time and they're willing to build these characters i just wonder like whether a lot of these spider-man villains whether uh, while i love spider-man's rogue gallery What's fun about the Rhodes Gallery is how they play off of Spider-Man, and if you're telling, if you're if you're having these movies without a Spider-Man character, how are you doing that? And I'm not saying it has to be Peter Parker, mm. but how are you kind of telling this story without without them working off of Spider-Man? You know, then you're really living off of the character themselves, which is fine. We saw how that works out with Joker and stuff like that. But do you really think Sony's going to be bringing you that caliber of movie, given what we've seen from Morbius and stuff like that? I don't think so. I don't. I did see uh, someone, I believe it was Geek Elite Media or possibly uh, Nerd Rage Podcast, but someone this week, I saw a, a tweet of Henry Cavill with the mustache and then a picture of Craven the Hunter right next to it. And he goes, <laughs> come on, you see it too, right? And I was like, absolutely. Yes, I do. Henry, he needs to do more. He does. He deserves more than The Witcher. <laughs> but The Witcher was good. I mean, I, it's fun. I, I, it's good. It's it's. His physique certainly I, I, fits with the I, character. I, I said more. <laughs> more. <laughs> more. Uh, so, I mean, if you have any ideas what uh, this 2021 Mar- I know. I'm Sony curious, Marvel guys. Hit us up. Be. Hit Let us up on your ideas, please. Next news story. All right, Jay, final news story of the week. The only reason I'm ending with this news story is because it's going to bring us right into our final segment this week, which is our review. Warner Brothers has uh, officially, unofficially changed the name of Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of the one Harley Quinn. Uh, Apparently, according to them, four movie websites, they have changed the name to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. It's smart. 
honestly, I understand why uh, the producers, in particular Margot Robbie, insisted on keeping well, let's imagine the original this. title. Let's imagine but this. But I, I was the first one to see on my fucking movie on IMDb. App. Yeah, not on IMDb, but I mean on AMC app, trying to book my ticket, scrolling through all the movies and the showtimes. You could barely see they had they fit the whole title into that fucking little app screen and you can barely fucking read it. So I'm not surprised. So many people probably just scrolled. I mean, not the people that right. actually were looking out to see the movie, but, but no, like I'm saying casual people are scrolling through probably completely missed it. But what we find interesting is that they say that it was only for those movie websites. But if you go to IMDb, it is now Harley Quinn, colon, I know, I know. Birds of Prey. It's look, I, I understand both parties. I understand the reasoning. I, I do. And let's they're, get trying, real. they're let's trying, get... trying to salvage something after the bad That's right. or underwhelming, I would say. Let's get real with this. Office. It is they only did 33, 33 million yeah. opening weekend for a movie that was reported to be about 80 million uh, for budget. That's not including And they were expecting at least fifty. That's not more. that's not including their marketing, which is of course. which is probably about forty million. So we're looking at about 120 million. They needed to at least at the very least clear 120 to break even but let's say just break even on the budget they need to clear at least 100 million yeah but dave they're gonna do million. gangbusters internationally internationally it's already released and japan's the only international market it hasn't released in it'll right. make it'll make its money right now they're, i'm not worried about right it. now they're rolling at about 70 to 80 million dollars i do 100 i do think that they, they will make their money back on this movie i think this movie will break even i don't think it's it'll gonna go, have legs it's gonna have word of mouth i think it's go i i really do i'm not worried about this but movie. it really it was it was surprising to me too yeah. But it really only has this weekend to do it because after this, we're going to start getting into March. There's, and there's nothing be- this weekend coming out. No, that's what I mean. It has this weekend to do it. Oh, uh, sure. Well, yeah, two two weeks. It's essentially got to, it's got this weekend to do it because after this, we're going to start up. getting hit with some with some movies that people are going to want to get out there and see. Right, right. So uh, you know, I I do I do think that not only did they do this for your exact reason that this movie was very passable, it's a great Valentine's Day date movie, <laughs> which so was Deadpool came out on Valentine's sure. Day. Same time of sure, year, sure. Um, but Deadpool was able to to break the market because it had a very si- simple, easy title. Deadpool. Who is that? Who cares? Did you see that trailer? Fucking crazy. Did you see the trailers for Birds of Great Prey? Great marketing campaign. Was awful marketing campaign for birds exactly it's a terrible marketing no, I, campaign I mean, yeah i meant deadpool but yeah no, deadpool had a great marketing I, I, campaign. I, I this didn't. and i was always and i i think i told it on, on, on podcast i i said it many times i was not a fan of the trailers nope I was not crazy excited about the, the film, but I was going to see it. Right now, as soon as the I like the trailers because I knew what was going on in the trailers. But the fact that like sure. I didn't see my main villain in the trailers, right? I got no tease yeah, of that character you didn't really whatsoever. Know what was going on exactly at all? In the movie. I know who Harley Quinn is because I went and saw Suicide Squad, and a lot of people did, and they wanted to erase that. So when they see Harley Quinn playing, sure. when they see Margot Robbie playing her again, they go, "That's a sequel to that." And listen, guys, you're no, gonna you're gonna dive into all of this into our review, yeah. with a special guest at the end of the show. Yeah, so, so stay but tuned. we're just kind of like leading into that. But I mean, thirty three million dollars opening weekend—that's pretty low for a comic book movie. Now, granted, it's a comic book movie in February, and really R-rated, right? That's a, a big new thing. characters. That's a yeah, big thing. I, I know. It's it's it was a bit of a when rest. you look at the color power of the movie, you look at the marketing of the movie, you look at the character that this revolves around, you look at the even the title, Birds of Prey, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. That all sounds like very hip young speak. 
you know? And when you cut out half of your market that are under the age of 18 sure. that would really want to go see this, you're, you're cutting your money in half, I know, too. I know, I know. But sure. I do think that, well, we'll get into it, but the R rating in increases the value of the movie or at least it's rewatchability it definitely adds to the shock value and makes you really stand up in your seat a little bit at times and go fuck yeah yeah and you can't have it both ways we hear people online and we hear you know people championing for r-rated com comic book movies when it's called for when it's called for with the character and this is called for and this is called for you know, like uh, Logan being R-rated was called for. Sure. Deadpool being R-rated sure. is called for. And I, I don't I don't disagree with the choice to make this an R-rated film. However, Warner Brothers is now looking at this going like, not no, never again. We're not going to do another movie like this and make it R-rated because we could possibly lose money on it. I don't think so. You know, I... They, I, they they were a huge success for Joker, a billion fucking dollars. It's a little different with that though. Nah, I don't think so. Slightly different. I don't think so at all. I think it's the opposite. I think I, I think it'd be opp- they would be more expected. I'll say this. You know why? Because Birds of Prey is, is a for, more formulaic property. Like I do Deadpool think that Warner, made money. I do think Joker Warner is Brothers like an indie fucking movie. Warner Brothers is now after all their failures with this with this comic book universe has really gone like if we don't take risks, then what's the point anymore? Like, I mean, taking risks is probably the only way we stand to make money from it. And having one flop while taking your risks there, I think after all the flops they've had on bigger budgets, I I think they're, I I don't think that this, that this money is really going to dissuade them too much. I don't think so. And I like the way if they are doing that, I think that's super smart. And I think. The future is looking bright. Yeah, yeah. Take the loss here. For the path. Because no matter what, it's still carrying a high 80s Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, and look, this honestly, people guys, are liking it. This it's might word of, not it's, be that big of a right. disaster as we're talking about. It's right word of mouth we'll will get out there. We'll However, do they have enough time in the coming weeks to make their money It's back? that time of year where maybe, maybe she can. I think you're right. Harley will come back. I mean, but where I'm grab you by the balls. I I think I at its height, two hundred million is all this could at its height could possibly make at at, at best sure. case scenario. I agree. No, I agree. Best case scenario. Realistically, maybe maybe one twenty five, but ninety at this point, if it stays at its current rate, is a stretch. Even so, okay. Jay, let's head over. Let's get into a review. But before we do that, we have a little bit of a ad to drop. All right, Jay, I got a product I want to talk to you about. In my new diet and working out and stuff like that, uh, I've noticed that, you know, my balls smell. After you work out, your balls smell. Just fact of fucking life, your balls fucking smell. Sure. If there was a product out there that could stop your balls from smelling, wouldn't you like to buy it? Well, there absolutely is. Goddamn right, man. Head over to ballwash.com. There is a slew of products for you to check out, and I have actually been a ball wash user for the past couple of years. They have an absolutely fantastic charcoal-based body wash that is black feels manly it smells manly but it gets me clean in just the right way and for that time in between your shower and the whole rest of your day you got to try the nut rub it is a rub that you put on your nuts that stops that it's basically deodorant for your balls 
Like, so it's a great quick fix, like say at the gym or something that you can put on. You can put it on beforehand, and your sure. balls your balls won't smell. That's the best part. And you've been, I'll be honest, you've been raving about this for the last couple of years. Yeah. You, you were saying, and I, as a single man, obviously, I got new girls going down there. I, I need to make sure I'm you fresh. Need, you need to make sure you're fresh. Right. Like, and and this is the exact, I mean, that that moment that we saw in so many feminine product commercials where it's go, have you ever felt not so fresh, you know, down there? For men, this is the solution. Head over to ballwash.com. They have a slew of products for you to check out, but one of the best ways to get yourself started, how I got started was a Valentine's Day gift a few years ago when my wife bought me a sack pack, which is a, a pack that includes a body wash, a neutralizing odor spray for your sack, and a glorious nut rub for yourself. So guys, if you've ever felt that, you know, funky from on the cheese, reaching up to your nose when you go to take a piss, you definitely want to check out Ball Wash. Now, let's get into our review. The Joker and I broke up. I wanted a fresh start. Who are you guys? This court me. I'm the one they should be scared of. Because I'm Harley freaking Quinn. Let's get into our final segment this week. Our final segment this week is going to be our review of Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's the movie we're reviewing. We're not going to be reviewing the new title that they revealed this week that we talked about in news, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, Uh, you know, because this is the movie we saw. We didn't see that movie. It's exactly the same. But for some reason, they're going to change the title in hopes to pull more people in. Yeah, we saw it opening night, Thursday night. And I have Jay with me, but. I felt like this movie warranted a female perspective, so mm-hmm. I brought in my wife, Lauren. Hey. Hi. To give the female perspective on this movie, and the reason I did that was because while reading some some comments and, and, and seeing some reviews online, some people were talking about how this movie doesn't do enough for the female experience, right? It's, it's, it's not Wonder Woman. It's not, it's not, you know, uh, it's not Captain Marvel or anything like that. It, it doesn't do enough to, to, to tell a, a singular unique story about a woman. But this isn't Little Women. This is this is a movie about about Harley Quinn, right? right. No, it doesn't make any sense. And and isn't the entire point of, of of having diversity in movies is that you don't call you know you don't call uh attention to the fact that, hey, it's a diversity type movie. You just tell a story about a character that happens to not be a white male. And that's it. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> right. Why do they have to sit in a circle and go I'm female. Right. Hear me roar. Let's exactly. fucking burn our bras yeah. if, or some shit. Want, Why do we have to do that? If you want the vagina monologues, check your local theater, you know, your, your <laughs> local stage theater. Uh, ours is in Newtown. I guarantee you at some point this month, there will be a vagina monologues on there. You can go see it. It's for that. This is is more of, of a subtle thing, but there are things in there that I noticed while, you know, while talking with Lauren afterwards. That only women probably picked up on and right. got a real big kick out of. So that's why Lauren is Yeah, I'm is sure here. there's some subtle stuff in there as well. But, um, you know, it, it follows some simple tropes, but also not so much either. Because it is a one-of-a-kind new superhero or supervillain-esque type film. 
Absolutely. It, it's it's really just picking. It's, it's simple. It's building simple on the bones of things that came before it. Sure. And doing some a few new things. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll discuss whether it really stands out above the pack. Yeah. But before we do that, Jay, I wrote a synopsis, and my synopsis goes something like this: Freshly minted into the single life, Harley Quinn cuts a new path towards independence. Fueled by cocaine and a love of egg sandwiches, Harley manages to piss off every criminal in Gotham who are now gunning for her. But a series of slapstick events causes her to gain some unlikely allies together they must face off against the flamboyantly psychotic black mask and incur more death and destruction than gotham has ever seen all weighing under the radar of the batman really gotham this is gotham, gotham? This is gotham? <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's could you tell by the presence of batman yeah. in the movie that we were in gotham <laughs> well i mean Short of seeing Ace Chemicals, uh, which is uh, yes. a Gotham mainstay, right. and Amusement Mile, that's really that's really all you have for landmarks that really tell you that it's Gotham. There was no Wayne Tower or anything like that. It, it there's only one mention of Batman when Harley Quinn mentions that she was arrested by Batman mm-hmm. and locked up right. for the Suicide Squad and then broken out by the Joker and blah 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 blah. That's it. That's like the only mention of Batman, unless you stay after the credits, which we'll talk about in spoilers. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that is a that is a complaint, and I think it is a valid complaint that people have that there <laughs> that there isn't in you know this is an in universe movie per se. But I think the reason that we don't get a whole lot of bench- mention of Batman or see a Batman is because we don't really know what universe this takes place in. When Batman appeared in Suicide Squad, which this is very much, if not a a direct sequel to, right? It is at at, at least a a a studio sequel. What, what would you say? A cast sequel a, like, right a, like a continuation, of, a continuation. One of the members of the suicide right. or, or squad. at least a spin-off of the suicide a spin-off, squad right 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 and it's, it's an extension of some right, sorts, right but like right. It's, and, it's and batman in suicide squad was batfleck so yeah. right which you never really saw besides a little bits and pieces of right. in that and, movie. And if you saw Robert Pattinson, <laughs> right. uh, you know, Batman in this, it's you, clearly a different yeah, Batman. You would, you would at be that like point, holy right. shit He's got to get in the weight. Someone get this dude some <laughs> right, HGH right, right, right. quick because like Batman's not beating up any criminals. He's and let's scrawny. face it. This isn't a movie about Batman either. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But it does. It, it does I, draw to question why there isn't a bat signal or why there isn't a caped crusader. I anywhere. had some valid responses to that, right? But there should be at least like at one point, like all I got to see is just like after everything's done is to see like the shadowy figure of Batman on a rooftop and then hear the grappling hook go. And then he whips off, and I, I just I go. Think, okay. I think the fact that it, like the whole Get tone it. of the film never felt like Batman's world, really. It's, it's true, right? Um, I think it just would have felt off, even if you had a, a silhouette of Batman in there, even almost. I don't think so. Maybe this signal. I wouldn't mind the Batman signal, like some no, shit. I think just like Charlie's doing is some fine. crazy shit. She and blows you see, up. The, you see the signal in the sky right. or something. After and, she blows it up, all of a sudden you see right, the signal right. go up, and she's walking off in the streets, like something like subtle, right, very right. subtle, just to let you know, like. We're in Gotham. Right. <laughs> Batman's still And here. I mean, just because but, the signal's out there, that doesn't mean that, you know, he's in town that that week or whatever. Sure. You, he's always in town. <laughs> Is he, though? It's Gotham. But but either Gotham. way, I think they could have included one or two <laughs> subtle nuances. Something. 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 Or something more. But ultimately, this was a bit of a zany little fi- flick. I mean, it starts off right off in the first act of her dealing with the breakup. And her storytelling getting you drunk. What did you think of the narration in the beginning over top of the animation? I thought it... I, I was fine with it. I didn't like it. I wasn't, wasn't a fan. 
Nah. I was fine with it. Nah, I would have loved I, I it if figured it was. It, was just, it just fit her personality. I think, I, I think it's bit. more of a personal choice for me because while watching it, I was like, man, they should have done this in the Bruce Tim and in the Bruce Tim type vein. Right. See, that's your the Batman the animated right. series because that's where she got her start. Like, then right. Let's, let's yeah, play some homages to that. We'll talk about in spoilers and Easter eggs and stuff towards the end where they do play some homages to to where to where the, the character started and stuff like that. Two characters actually came uh, from this movie, got their first appearance in Batman the animated series. I felt like, man, there could have been just a little love letter to it somewhere in there maybe that's just because i'm such a rapid fan of it um and i'm not certainly not using that as like a a knock against it but yeah the animation stuff in the beginning i wasn't i, w- I wasn't so so fond of even though i love animation and everything it's just uh i, I felt like it was just like a, a real quick way to like catch us up and throw a whole bunch of easter eggs and little homages in there real quick get those out of the way so we can get into the story and i would have preferred if we just you know we just got right into it i think it just made me realize and understand the fact that this movie is going to be not normal you know, it's not going to be a simple three act right. structure type right. flow of a film. It's obviously throughout the whole flick. It's very ADD. It jumps back and forth between timelines. But it works. I think it and, works. And for me, I followed it. It right. didn't get confusing. See, you say some this. people got annoyed. Some I know some people got annoyed with it. Right. Right. However, right. I hated it. I, I so I didn't I, hate the movie. It made sense with the character and the story that we're going. I with very much her. disliked the. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention last Tuesday this happened, and then see, we jumped. Back I, and see, we jumped, I was okay with it. It me. was all over the place, but it worked, and it was better than having to, you know, do the same scene over and over again and catching everyone up, or you know, I don't know, continuing a scene, but thrown in another character right. like what dc has done before especially with suicide squad it's it's kind of boring and it's stupid. not that i found it confusing i just found it unnecessary okay to have to have the, the i'm the wondering in repeat viewings if it bothers you more no, or other people like for me like if it bothers me more since i already liked it because in repeat viewings anytime you watch like, a movie didn't mind it right anytime you watch a movie again you're really just watching again for those moments that you really liked, which is why, like, even when a movie sucks, sure. there's still moments that you like, and you can probably enjoy it more because you're just waiting for those moments, and those moments still hit you in the same mm-hmm. way they did, which is why I can watch Suicide Squad now and be like, ah, oh, there's a couple of good things in there. I still don't like the movie, but I, I right. yeah. me and Lauren rewatched it a couple of weekends ago. You, yeah. can watch, you can watch, like, the first half. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, you know, I, mean, I, I like, I remember Rewatched, that part. Yeah. caught some scenes, whatever. I mean, the, the, the whole part when they're in the prison, in. like i like that i like when right. when amanda comes to pick them up and they take them there and then once they get to the city i'm like yeah pass pass on most of it <laughs> all right what do you want to watch next <laughs> yeah yeah oh that one's done <laughs> what else do we put in batman v superman never nah, that's <laughs> not, a guy. not again not, not, not in this house <laughs> uh but yeah I, I i wasn't crazy about that that you know that that story that story to be honest i'm them. shocked that it didn't bother me yeah i uh, really am because that's yeah, something you are the guy I, yeah you I, are yeah yeah yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is. I really don't. For some odd reason, it all worked for me. So it, let's, it all it all worked out. They did what they they did exactly what they meant to do with this movie. And for me, I went with it in spades. And it was just one of those weird things for me that, for the most part, I, I it didn't bother me. It didn't annoy me. So let's keep rolling with these negatives. Let's sure. talk about. Let's we'll, we'll just do other negatives. Well, front. Let's talk yes, about another negative. Yes. Uh, the fact that most other characters weren't as appropriately fleshed out as Harley Quinn herself, which is why the new title that they've given it, Harley Quinn and the right. Birds of Prey, now makes a whole lot more sense because Birds of Prey is not in the front. Harley Quinn's in the front, and that's right, clearly right. who your star because, of the film was. Yeah, it was Birds of Prey, and then Harley Quinn. So it kind of seemed like it was a movie 
about birds of prey. So what what I realized was like featuring oh, Harley Quinn. It's almost like each of each of the birds of prey represented a different aspect of women's lives, right? Like yeah. like Renee Montoya represented the you know the drunk like Lauren is, um, and. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, no, but but she she did represent you know getting passed over for the job and women equality in the workplace and stuff like right that. because she doesn't come off as a you know a feminine woman right. she's not small and gentle and right. you know she's I didn't loud. love her casting though and then and then of oh course, I love her yeah no I like no she was too old for some of those fight scenes which is yeah. why you don't maybe I, towards maybe. the towards I, the end you don't see her I anymore she's just gone <laughs> I think he could have casted somebody else I'm not sure but. I like the character. I just thought that they chose the wrong person. No, no, okay. I, I don't think they chose the wrong person there. I really do think that it was age. They should have picked a, a, a bit younger, you know, scaling older than the rest of the cast, but someone just slightly younger than her. But I don't want to be ageist. I don't want to sit there and say like she didn't, you know, she didn't do a good job because I still think Renee Montoya. Well, I think, still think she I did think a good she job. Did a great I, th- job yeah. I think she has the, the 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 perfect amount of of you know comedic chops that, but also that that type of but seriousness. Now, that's what I mean. Along she with had it. to be part of the Birds of Prey. Why couldn't she? I don't know how because Renee Montoya is part of the birds. Is she of prey, part yeah. of? Okay, that's, sorry, I didn't and that's know part of my part of issue is because I don't think she holds up to the the choreography with the whole fight sequence. She does, uh, which is why, which is end. towards that fight scene, it just doesn't she, make sense. She throws a few kicks and she throws those knuckle dusters yeah. around a few right, times, right. and then and then she is in the background <laughs> because yeah, it, it just wouldn't have been believable to get a much younger stunt person in there yeah. to continue doing all that right, stuff, and then right. you're gonna believe it, you know, because you've seen her throughout the whole movie yeah. and you know. She's, the disgruntled cop she's, act, I don't, I didn't mind at all. I mean, she nailed it. She's but. pickled as fuck. I mean, <laughs> like, like she may have like fifty-two years on her, but it's 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 fucking city miles for sure. It is not highway miles, you know. Right, right, right. Underneath that hood, it is all fucking grime. <laughs> um, but I mean, so so. She represents kind of like this, uh, you know, the woman getting passed over in the right. workplace, inequality, and stuff like that. The man takes what her accomplishment, what she provides, what she provided, and mm-hmm. he used it to get a promotion. Exactly, and, and then of course we have we have um, Black Canary, mm-hmm. uh, who very much represents, you know, it's Janae uh, Smollett Bell, I believe, right? Yes, yes, and she was fantastic. In I, this. Loved her. Oh, I, I loved, her. I loved her. Really good. I love yeah. that cast. And when Jay yeah. says she was really good, it means he <laughs> liked that she wore corsets and her boobs were pushed. Yeah, up. I'm sure. That's what he. I'm means. sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, she she represents like the arm candy, like a, a woman who's just a pretty face and and doesn't have a right, voice. You look at her and you right. think, oh, she's pretty. That's all she's got going for her. Yeah, she's got a good voice, but that's that's really it. Exactly. And I don't want to get into you know into like the the, the rest of them and stuff. But like Cassandra Kane, you know, I'm sure I uh, didn't care for Cassandra. Ex- Kane. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She she's not a character. She it's, is a MacGuffin in the film. That's all she is. It's fine that they changed up the character completely. That's perfectly fine. But I didn't like it. I wanted my blind Batgirl. God damn yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like. I it. I wanted my blind assassin Batgirl. But you couldn't do that storyline with her because she was raised by in the comic book she was raised by an assassin and right. and and you know she's this assassin backer and stuff like that especially yeah. when you have mary elizabeth winstead's huntress right there who literally has the same exact story right, where it's right, like right. raised as an assassin after right. her family was killed and right. for vengeance but i mean both of them got shitty characterizations in yeah. this film and um, mary elizabeth winstead i understand how she was playing that role like she wanted it to come off as awkward because she's a person who's been raised from a young age right she doesn't have any outside world 
exactly. real world experience. She's just been raised by people who taught her and how the, to fight. And all the other girls and, though are just raving how cool she is. And, right. Right. Beating right, right, it over the head. So but she little, doesn't understand it. She's yeah, like it the new girl awkward. in school. Right, she's right, like right. the new girl in school. Right, oh my right. God, that's what you're wearing? <laughs> that is fucking fetch. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, fetch. it just didn't come off. Like I, her character didn't come off as, you know, in those moments when, when they're complimenting her and stuff like that and she's all awkward. I, it doesn't, like, she loses that badass persona that you have of her, but then also she doesn't build yeah. any type of persona that would make me go like, I like you. Right. And I like it, you. It's, it's, it's hard to explain it, too. It was just it's underwritten, a- I think. I think if you if you played on that trope a little bit more throughout the movie, like like her awkwardness around other people, you know, where, where the, the real way she speaks and the real her real personality comes out in her killing, you know, but like she's so awkward, but they don't play on it enough. It's just I mean, there for a was few nice moments scene. at the end. I don't want to get into it because we'll do it in spoilers yeah. and spoilers. Right. But there was like a nice scene with her towards the end of the movie during the big fight scene. But we'll get into it later. But let's face it you know in in all these female archetypes that we're talking about the one who doesn't fit into one really is harley quinn right and and i i did try to kind of explain it a little bit to myself and like me and lauren were talking about it i see harley quinn as the woman in her early 20s who yes. mm-hmm. like she's she's single and she's Nearly out single right, yep. she's out having drinks and you know if you notice the second she's not with somebody Everybody at that bar is referring to her as a slut. Like So they at that time though, they weren't sure about the relationship between Joker and Harley. Right, but what I'm but, saying is the second people find out that she's signal, right, right, single, right. they're they, calling her a slut. They turn and right, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. Because she goes out and has a few drinks and parties and has some fun, breaks a couple kneecaps, people want to <laughs> be like, what a fucking whore bag. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Now get her out of here. Uh, but, you know, and, and because I wrote, they couldn't say anything because they're always scared of Joker. Well, no, it's not only that. It's because of the fact that she, I mean, and this is something as a female that you experience. Maybe not every single female have experienced it, but when you are in a relationship for a long time with the same guy, and then you and this guy breaks up, and then you decide, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to go out. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to try to forget about it. I'll have a few drinks. It's my party here. Come on, Guys, do some drugs. I don't give a flying fuck because I just want to have fun. Guess what? I'm a slut now because I want to have fun. But if you did that... Jay did that. Dave did that. It's okay. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. So, I mean, and and that's the archetype that I was picking up from Harley Quinn. And this was going to be her story of growing up. And Mm -hmm. and that's that's kind of like the the through line that we have through it. While she very much remains. Slash being like a big sister. Harley Quinn. Some degree. Right. 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 But that's part of growing up. That's part of taking responsibility. Being the adult in the situation. You have to take care of All while having All while talking to a taxidermied beaver and keeping a wild, (laughs) you know, African plains animal. In your house. <laughs> um, so good. But let's let, let's get into the acting. You know, let's let's get into to Margot Robbie. I mean, like she's the only reason this movie even exists. She was yes. executive producer on it. Mm-hmm. She she championed for this and the love of the character, both in comic books and in other materials. Plus, you know, it's really the only thing people took away from Suicide Squad as a positive is the reason this whole movie got made. And now we have a whole movie about her. Was it worth it? And I think, fuck yeah, it was. Yeah, I loved it. And I mean... Pitch perfect. Yeah, and Suicide Squad, I wasn't sold on her at first. I had to watch it another 
a couple of times to really be sold. She does on, a really good northeastern accent. Yes, <laughs> she is great. Like I said, I didn't like it at first because it's because they just changed the entire character almost in Suicide Squad. It was a totally different very, type of Harley Quinn. Very much so. More punk but rockish, more, not the. But more in line with the Harley Quinn comics that right, have been right, coming right. out in right. the in you know in the later 20 teens to, right, right, to right, 2020. Right. So in um, line with that. So I wasn't sold on her at first, but the character eventually grew on me. All it takes Once is I, one Puddin' and one Mr. J. And right, you're like, right, right. Ah, it's still, it's yeah, still yeah, her. Yeah. She's still the girl. But yeah, this movie, I absolutely loved her in it. She yeah, was I thought, awesome. I thought she was an absolute, obviously, you know, standout. Yeah. Not in the same way that Joaquin Phoenix Academy Award winner for the Joker. You know, you could say that now. Uh, <laughs> not in the same way like he was. It's not like a tour de force, but it's somebody who completely embodies the character that they're playing so perfectly. And I, I don't think people are wrong in drawing parallels to Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool. Right. It's just, it fits so perfectly now. That's and, what I do. And this... Right. And this very much does like this. This very much feels that I kind of don't want to see anyone else on screen playing, playing Harley, Harley Quinn yeah. right now. Yeah. Until oh, she's Margot Robbie's done what I feel is enough with the character. Right. And she's she owns it. Yeah, and I feel like she's only one just of those, getting started with it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and I think it's one of the it's the same thing like uh, like Captain Jack Sparrow. Right. Like when that right. first came on the scene, You're like not going you to can't ever one. imagine anybody right. else playing right. that character besides right. Johnny Depp. Same thing with, uh, you know. With um with a lot of other uh, characters that we love out there, I mean, especially with but the comparisons like I said with Deadpool because of a lot of the voice overwork and the comedy and the R rating, I was thinking obviously somebody like Ryan Reynolds for example, perfectly embodies Deadpool and I he think does. she no one else can play Deadpool now, ever completely right. embodies Harley Quinn so well and it's 100%. so great and I and I love the fact that you can just tell that she loves this character as well and playing it. Right. I think and I think that's why I think that's also why she fought for the title. You know, I think that's she why did. she fought for for the fantabulous emancipation of the. She one has Harley a lot of Quinn. respect for it because it's kooky, it's 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 different and stuff like that. And that's that's what speaks to her as as the character and everything like that. And I think that's why she fought for that title to be there, even though DC and Warner Brothers were kind of like, oh, let's uh, maybe not. And it's like, no, but that's the exact type of tagline that you would see on a Harley Quinn Harley, comic Harley, book yes, cover. Absolutely, you know, yep. like, it's exactly that that type of thing, which is why she she fought for it i think i think she just she she is an actress who has a complete full understanding of this character and i think she i'm she, excited for her going forward as a producer so am i uh, yeah. because i tanya i loved and i was blown away with, with what she did with that that was her first producing credit and obviously she started in that as well and not, like just knocked it out of the park 100 percent. Uh, that was something that could have been easily horrible so before we get <laughs> right. into like the rest of our positives there's one other actor that i want to discuss i want to talk about ewan mcgregor oh. so oh, as the villain so we'll start with lauren we love you what'd you think of ewan i absolutely hate it but loved him <laughs> but hated him in a good right. way because i hated that character so much he did such a great job and i was so I don't watch, you know me, I don't watch trailers. I don't really get into it that much. I try, but anytime you, there's a trailer, I just try to avoid it all together. Right. Well, and he, I, I he was not in the trailers all that much, and especially not in this capacity. Okay, right. so, and I didn't know he was in the movie. So when I saw his face, I'm like, is that a we want? Is, is that is that Ewan McGregor? And you were like, damn right. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, he's the bad guy. I don't want him to be the bad guy because I love him so much, and he was the bad guy. But he was 
awesome. He, I absolutely love him. He was he he was good, and I I think he was fantastic. I love this take on 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 the Black Mask because it's completely different than what we what, sure. than what we've yeah. seen before. Check, I mean, you've seen Under the Red Hood, which I think is a is a is a pretty accurate on screen portrayal of what that character is in the comic books. Where he's yes. he's kind of like a a very a very conniving a a very intelligent tactical you know type of crime boss who has a short fuse, but he's not funny. You know, he's he's not flamboyant in any way. And when he loses his his mind, he just kind of pulls out a gun, shoots people, punches them, kicks them, stabs them, <laughs> guts them like a fishes. But right. you know, he he does he does everything you would think of a psychotic mob uh-huh. boss doing. But here, I think because there was lack of a Joker, they needed right. to and to match the level of to, to you know to, to kind of have zany fun right he, he you know he's a little bit light have, in his loafers he's kind of right. like to kind of have fun an, with the role. An, appro- a lot to it. an appropriate foil for harley quinn sure. they kind of have to have him match her crazy in right, in, right, in right. a way that narratively makes you feel like they are cut from the same cloth or or you know two people uh, just opposite sides of a coin yeah yeah and he he actually enjoys watching uh his partner for example his number one guy played by chris messina mr who I thought was great. <laughs> also very he, different he than did his a great com- job with right him. also very different than his comic book character yes. you know mr zaz is is very much your standard type of serial killer just likes to cut himself after he's cut a bitch or two <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the, that, that's what he does i mean there's not whole much characterization even in the comic books for mr zaz i think this added some some layers to him at least a, a very little bit um I I, I kind of wish we got a little bit more of him because I, I secretly like really like Mr. Zaz. I, I think that's a character that you could go deep with and they just didn't do enough. It's a little saddening that, you know, well, I, I guess we'll get into it in spoilers later. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, overall, it was. I think I thought he did a great job fleshing out this character, yeah. and, and I love the it was idea. Fun watching him, I mean, they they did take aspects of his characters from the comics that that like move over, like like his love of masks and the collection of masks yeah. and stuff like that. That was brought over. Most of his most of his origin story is pretty much brought over. Uh, but uh, an interesting thing uh, is the 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 Ace Chemicals that she blows up. Ace Chemicals that's is a his, Janus is a Janus company. His, he right. he it's is his family's company. It's his family's company that yep. he that he now runs. So she in the beginning of the movie is directly i mean not only do we hear about all the times that she's thumbed her nose at him she she literally starts the movie off practically by thumbing her nose at him when she when, she, not, when she does that it so. wasn't meant towards him though that was it wasn't thing. no <laughs> it was meant towards the other one right right that to, was part of Mr. the whole J. big getting over the but breakup I, <laughs> but i did wonder if if that personality that that he had was there to kind of make up for the lack of a joker character and stuff like that and i didn't mind it i don't miss the joker in this oh all. absolutely not I don't miss the Joker in this. You at didn't all. need him at all. No, no that no, Joker no. can fucking burn in hell and die. He's a <laughs> terrible Joker. I don't care what anyone but, says. You know, I did. I, I, I did just enjoy Ewan McGregor chilling up the scenery every chance. Yeah. That, oh, every chance that so they good. let him do it. It was it was great. Uh, I mean, and there's moments where it's awkward because he goes from funny to just truly, truly horrifying yeah insane in, yeah in, in split which seconds. is hard to do and i still went with it and then he you know, laughs he, he, at the end you know like he makes a woman step up i mean let's yeah. let's let's talk about treating women terribly and stuff like that i mean this movie has him take a woman and she stands up on a table and he forces her to strip all because he thought she was laughing at him but she moments before like a- that he was charming and funny yeah, and yeah, i would yeah. love to hang yeah. out with him and then he does that and i was like fuck harvey Weinstein, what the fuck? I don't want to. I don't want to hang out in this guy's club anymore. I don't want to be you anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be your friend. This is not cool. Uh, so, uh, so it's some other things that were really positive in the movie that I just want to touch on briefly. 
obviously the costumes. Did anyone else like really just fucking love the costumes yeah. in this movie, especially Harley Quinn's? Yeah. Like, I love, I, I love the the cut up ribbon, uh, you know, uh, feather boa, like type, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, jacket, half jacket vest that mm-hmm. she's wearing, whatever the fuck it was. It reminds Caution me tape of, uh, and all other manner the, uh, of things. In the it. show I just watched, Next in Faction, Fashion. She could have, she could have totally. It's like, uh, like pom poms, uh, like strings uh, on the side yeah, of the shoulders. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, very yeah. like kind of like eighties esque. It's almost. very, yeah. very, right? yeah, ver- With very the big shoulders. Very Depeche Mode, you know. But let's, guys. I mean, I think screw the costumes. Let's talk about the choreography. Like all the fight scenes. The fight scenes were fantastic. A lot of fight scenes, and I think bringing all the John Wick guys into this film to do some reshoots. Oh, is that what happened? Okay, they did. They they brought them on to do. I couldn't. There were so many. I I can't imagine. We won't talk about exactly them too much. But there's did, there's but. a scene. Uh, they 100 percent did the evidence room scene. 100. percent We won't. Okay. We won't get into what happened there until spoilers. But they 100 percent did that I, scene. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, because that was so well done. Ultimately, I th- I was really impressed, really impressed, and you can see a lot of it was all the actors it's, doing their it own is stunts, the most- which is really cool. I think it's the most action-packed, and I don't want to say believable action, but it's believable in this story in for this, DC, yeah, yeah, for yeah. DC that yeah. I, that I've seen. You know, yeah, you might be right. It's it's extremely grounded while allowing itself its fancies, you know, on top of that mm-hmm. as well. Especially the the end chase scene uh, on roller skates and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but I I I thought the action was top fucking notch. But there was a star to that action. It was all Harley Quinn. You know, you yeah. you kind of barely get to see what other people are up to during those action scenes because you're so interested in what she's doing because whatever she's doing is far more interesting right, than the right, punches right. and kicks that other people are throwing. And the other she does talents it in such of a the fantastic other girls too. Way. Right, yeah, right, right, absolutely. Right. So I think that's it, man. I think that's that's what we got for positives and stuff like that. I will say this: my last positive for the film, 107 minutes. I think is the runtime, just shy of two hours. That's I great. think it was just shy. Oh, of two I hours. loved yeah. it. That's yeah. great. That's perfect. We that's- got out of the movies and it, we got home and it was what eight thirty or something. I'm like, we saw oh my six gosh, o'clock it's, showing. It's so. still I was, early. I, I I was wondering what was up with that. Right? Yeah, I didn't know you guys saw the six. I saw the seven. Right, but because I felt the po- uh, the message from when you guys you, got out of the theater. I was like, what the hell? If this movie was twenty minutes longer, I would have sure. felt it's bloat. Yes. I would have yeah. been. Yeah. I would have yeah, been, been tired too of long. It. Right, right. And there were already a few moments in there that I was a little tired of. There was a, a little bit in the middle where it just kind of like sagged, where I wasn't I wasn't loving. There was so a middle rewind for yeah. a character that I, I could see a lot of people kind of like maybe possibly yeah. roll their eyes at, <laughs> but I was fine with it because I wanted more information. I wanted to know more about these characters right. and these girls because they're obviously huge roles in this movie and going yeah. forward, birds of prey. And you and some at, of them at that are point, you're still you don't know anybody yet. And right. some of them you're are not big, the birds of prey yet until the very end. Some of them are big actresses, so you kind of want to sure. see more yeah. from sure. them, especially yes. Mary Mary yes. Elizabeth Winstead. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's run around the horn. Let's give scores. Uh, let's start with Lauren. Um, let's what what is your score for the movie? Like. Grade wise, grade wise. Yep, Sorry, yep, you were yep. throwing me off. A through F. What you got? Um, I will give it a B minus. Okay, all right, but you still you still enjoyed it quite a bit. But there's... I did, and I felt like I enjoyed it more than you, obviously. But really, um, like I said, the whole Cassandra Kane thing, it just it didn't work for me. No, it doesn't. Take an and entire character she's in it a lot. She is. Like I said, I don't mind if you take a main character or a there a, a known character and change it up a bit. Yeah, I don't care. That, about that doesn't bother me. But to take her name and just make it a completely new character, I don't. I didn't like it. 
I didn't like the direction they went with it. Fair enough. I, I think there's just a, a problem inherently with taking a character who basically is a MacGuffin and, and adding the most cursory amount of of character traits to them and giving them a story. Right. That 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 bothered me. It was it was not enough for me to be invested in her, but it was too much to felt like they're almost pandering to me. But like, right, oh, right. we need to tell a story about about this girl, but we right. really don't want to. <laughs> right, right, right. And obviously, this whole movie revolves about around her. It does, it, and and they did like, try to do a thing in the second act where she kind of like is our our viewpoint into the Harley Quinn world, right? Right, 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 right. where she's like, "Wow, you have a stuffed beaver. That's yeah, cool, yeah, yeah, right?" Yeah. You know, and it's like, "Who's that guy?" It's like, "You don't know the Joker." Yeah, it's they, they try to like do this this thing, and it's like it it comes off half hearted. I yeah, felt yeah, like, yeah. and I was like, "There's just not enough there for me to be like, I'm rooting for you." Right, right. There's a moment where I'm just like, "Whatever, gutter. I don't care." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> All right, Jay, what's your score, man? B plus. All right. Okay. Uh, mine is very similar. I'm a B. I actually right. think I'm a higher score than you, Lauren. I uh, thought you were going to go lower. No, I mean, I do have, I do have pacing issues with the movie. I don't like, I don't like the jumping around and stuff like that. I do think that they dropped some <laughs> characters, so I think there's definitely some script issues. Yeah. I think that the editing was actually pretty well done, especially when, you, when we talk about fight choreography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, but I think all I was all, actually teetering on like an AA minus for a long time, and then I really had to just chip at it because I, when it, when he comes down to it, you got to be critical, and and I and I there are faults to be had in this film. And I took away from it. So, it winds I, I mean, up, B plus is still a great score. No, it winds up. I thoroughly oh, no, yeah. loved and enjoyed this movie. Right. So it was one of those things. But like entertainment wise, it let's was face perfect. It, in I a cast it. of characters, like in, in an ensemble cast like this, we really only had yeah. one character. Sure, yeah. only one fully fleshed out. Character. And even and some that's a that problem. Were that's not likable or say underdeveloped. Right. Right. Uh, and I mean, and it's, least. it's a lot of times it's my problem with like Avengers movies, right? It's yeah. why I, I tend to like actually like solo movies from right. from from the MCU more because it's so hard to do because I get a character in all these characters so in one to movie really, especially at the beginning of right. a new movie and I, you don't and know respect these each character I always their, thought, right, their right, time you like know? I always thought in Endgame it was a joke when Thanos like says I don't even know you and she's like you will <laughs> you know what I mean where it's because it's like how the fuck does he even have time to know this bitch like she just like <laughs> I like that right because like how would he know but her, now but right? now we, we see the WandaVision stuff and I'm just like oh that's why she said you will that was a joke right, <laughs> it right, was right, a joke right. we will know her we are gonna get it because we haven't this entire time throughout the MCU mm. we have no clue who she is but right. she's been she's been in like six movies in mm-hmm. the mcu we have no fucking clue who she is though yeah. practically as the character goes and that's how i feel about a lot of the characters in birds of prey it's just it it is a harley quinn you know love letter it's a harley quinn piece and i absolutely love it for that yeah and i love the action and i love i, I love the the you know the choreography the the, the fight choreography yeah. and i love just just the feel of the movie just it's the a, way the movie looks but it's a great theater experience right. movie too but this is not this is not gotham Right, like it's no, it doesn't. I know feel it's like the Gotham Lower East Side of Gotham or whatever. It's where Crime Alley is and all that stuff. But this doesn't feel like Gotham. I'm not seeing a whole lot of Gotham landmarks. The part I'm of not... Gotham that Batman lets each other work. Right, amusement mile. It's like <laughs> and it's part of He's the like, things you, you know. Yourself, I take guys. away work from it, it a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So I mean, there's there's definitely some glaring issues with it, which is why it doesn't go into like any type of a category. But I think a B. You know, I'm definitely I'm definitely down for watching this again. 
Yeah, for oh, sure. sure. Absolutely. Definitely down for owning it. But when yeah. I watch it, I'm going to be watching it for those moments that I really enjoyed. I'm not going to be watching it to to get a full experience of, of the film. I'm just looking I'm just looking for a little bit of a fix at that time. See, I feel like this is going to be a great throw on movie. It's because I think it's hard to find yeah. moments because they're yeah. so scattered throughout the whole right, but it's the exact, film. You know? But it's the so exact it's reason where... I watch like John Wick, right? Sure. Because it, it I mean, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but you but... know the when. That's different. That the way that flows, like you know, what scenes are going to be coming up and which ones. Unless are cool, you're watching which ones all you three of them over. in a row, then you can't oh, remember well, which true. one you're watching. Good <laughs> point. Good point. <laughs> all right, so let's head over. Let's get into a brief spoiler section, real quick. Yeah, and this will then, be brief, guys. And then we'll we'll wrap things up. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. All right, so spoiler section. I really just kind of want to go through like the Easter eggs, um, uh, but there's there's one scene that everyone keeps talking about a little bit, and I wanted to bring it up to Lauren. Um, you know, when you watch an action movie and you see women fighting and stuff like that, my first thought, yeah. How are you not fucking hot? How is your hair not in your way? I have short hair now, and it still gets in my way. It's a very nice little touch that she goes, you want you, you want a you hair need, tie? You need a hair tie. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, and then right before that happens, you can see that she's like messing with her hair because it's getting on her nerves because she's- Yeah, she actually, she's whipping it around. Yeah, and she goes, ugh. Yeah. And then Harley- <laughs> Which we've seen Logan do a hundred yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who, my, my daughter just hasn't quite quite learned the, the the love of of a good hair tie. You know uh, when you need it, she likes to like let her hair flow and stuff. Even when there's heat rash growing on her neck, I yeah, know. right. She still wants her hair down. She's hilarious when she gets angry with her own <laughs> See, hair. See, she'll make a good Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel because they can do all that shit with their hair, with down, their hair down, and it won't bother them. You it's know. True. Uh, all right, so let's just run through uh, just just some brief things here. First off, the movie kind of starts with Harley Quinn after her breakup, where she's kind of trying to find herself. She joins a roller derby, and this went right along with uh, her her run in the comic books when she kind of yeah. had her first her first real solo run in comic books in the uh, early twenty teens. She she the first issue was her. Uh, in a roller derby so and, I, I like that touch i like yeah, that little and touch. i love the fact that they uh you know the breakup scenes like how you're feeling after a breakup so she's upset she's sad she's crying she's eating junk food and then she's like feeling better about herself right. so she cuts her hair to you know give herself a new look she oh no no she didn't feel better when she cut her hair she was no, very much like no but she's doing it because this she did that crazy girl like you're Britney so Spears pretty. shave your head off kind so of thing. <laughs> I feel pretty right pretty and <laughs> sorry about my cough um, but yeah she's like going through through that phase like well this is what i looked like when i dated him i'm fucking chopping it off because i don't want to think about him but then she chops it off and and you still think about right. him but then yeah she does the whole roller derby she's trying it makes me new. think of a meme i once saw when it says if you see a redhead drunk girl in the bar leave her alone she's going through some things <laughs> Uh, so, or uh, if your wife just cut her hair, she's going. Through, she's oh, you need to talk to her. She's going through something yeah, right if, now. If, I mean, <laughs> when Lauren has cut her hair, it has not been drastic changes. It's just more like let's let's take a little bit off. Let's just make it. Sure. I cut my hair because I'm bored. Yeah, yeah. That's, I but not you, like bored with my life. But with since you, we've been married, bored living with my hair. To, bored. You know, uh, since we've been married, living together, you haven't like drastically changed your hair or anything like that. That yeah. would make me go. I like, mean, I oh. cut like seven seven or eight inches off but that's it right but you didn't go like full bob or uh you know full haircut like me like me and you don't have the same haircut right yeah now. right <laughs> you didn't go that far uh so next she she obviously we saw in the trailers she gets a hyena 
his name is Bruce, but mm-hmm. it's very different than the hyenas that she had, who were named Bub and Lou, who right. were named after the Abbott and Costello characters. Uh, there is a Captain Boomerang cameo. There I was, is Captain I, Boomerang. That I was literally, awesome. So I hate that character. <laughs> I, I don't like the actor who plays him. But just the fact that they were like referencing it, I like yeah. clapped in the yeah, theater. Yeah, yeah. I was like the lone guy clapping when she's like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> there's a wanted poster for, uh, for Captain Boomerang. Right. And then... Uh, well, let's not forget her egg sandwiches, right? <laughs> the, the love of the egg sandwiches. Uh, Those good breakfast sandwiches, yes. But I, she, I feel it. I her feel love it. for it is because she's hungover. She's and so when, hungover. When you're hungover, so you crave great. that exactly. greasy yeah, yeah, goodness. And I just love that. Coating your stomach. And if it comes back up, at least you get to taste it twice. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, they did a great job with that because... <laughs> Absolutely. It was so funny and I can honestly relate to that. So, yeah. Oh yeah. So as we as we mentioned, uh, you know, Roman Roman loves masks in this uh Roman Sionis, the black mask, and he has an extensive mask collection, but even when he assembles his own army, which he's talked about through the entire movie, all of them just these regular thugs all have masks. Like it's and like he the handed masks out masks that they're wearing are more similar to the masks that he has in right. the comics in the uh, cartoon series. Right. So it's a callback to to the false face society uh, in the comic books, which I liked. Uh, we talked this about this one already, but Janus Corp is really kind of like the only Gotham mainstay that we see throughout the movie. We don't see a Wayne Tower or anything, but we do see that Ace Chemical is owned by Janus Corp, which right. is which is run by his family formerly, after because I believe he had them all killed. Right. Uh, at one point, uh, Harley mentions uh, about finding a disrobed picture of Eleanor Roosevelt yeah. in Robinson Park. Uh, that is a small little Easter egg to to Jerry Robinson, who created the Joker way back when. I believe it was 1942. God, that was so fucking long ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is uh, a mention of a lot of people were saying that this was a a Bernie Sanders reference. The fact that yes. she the fact that she named the stuffed uh, the stuffed woodchuck burn, um, but. Or I'm sorry, the stuffed beaver. But actually, its name is Bernie because in the comic books she had a taxidermied uh, beaver named Bernie. Now maybe in the comic books it was named after Bernie Sanders, but this is way back in 2013. Wasn't there another so. reference? I thought there was another reference. There may have been. At I some think point. there was a whole separate. I don't separate... think so because Bernie. No. Bernie I think Sanders there are, wasn't really relevant back then. Right. right. But I just saw a few people online just being like, oh, man, a Bernie Sanders reference for the beaver. And I was like, no, no. I mean, they, that was just the name of the beaver in the right, 2013 right, right. comic book. Uh, so Suicide Squad gets another nod, not just for Captain Boomerang, but when they open up the, the chest of all of Harley's right. fun little toys. Right. Uh, she she finds her daddy's little monster shirt. Right. And she says, no, not that one. That one's sentimental. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we also get to see Arlene Sorkin at one point, who is the original voice for Harley Quinn in the Batman, the animated series, the the original person to put a voice to Harley Quinn, the first voice yeah. we ever heard. Uh, she is seen at, at one point on a TV and it is her playing a Harlequin on Days of Our Lives, right, right, which right. she was once on once upon a time. Uh, and then finally, let's just do it. What do you guys all think that Harley Quinn said at the very end when she says, you know, Batman f- and then it cuts off because I'm pretty sure she said Batman fucks Robin. Oh, yeah, that's probably. 100% what I think she said. You know, I hear that Batman fucks Robin. <laughs> right. I think I think that was the joke. I think that makes a lot more sense. I mean, yeah. I, I really didn't know. There's I, a lot of guessing. I, I, I'm i not going to go through the Internet and find and out. I don't, and guesses. I don't think it really matters. It doesn't matter. I think it's or a it could joke. have been the beginning of a f- huge rant. 
you know, like she. Could no, have, I think it was a troll. I, th- I, 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 I think, think she was. I think yeah. they trolled us, yeah. and that was, yeah, that was on purpose. That, yeah, no, exactly. I, like I don't think whatever was supposed to be said, it didn't matter. That's why it ended the way it's it did. Kind of the because whole point, right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's what you do as a troll. It doesn't matter. So uh, as we wrap up this this uh, this spoiler segment, I just want to know, what was everyone's favorite part of the movie? Jay, what was your favorite part? Everything with Harley. Everything. <laughs> the evidence room. I love Margot Robbie. Yeah. So like, you know, I think her... No, I, I less the action stuff. It's more of like her her expressions her acting really like just the character stuff like the little nuances like just the little uh the randomness of it all and, and it's spoiler moment it so i was looking for something more specific but thank you but no, my- i can't I, honestly <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not there's so much i really like this movie yeah. i really like this movie yeah. i really do i mean there's so many parts i mean obviously ewan's uh character i thought was so much fun he just chewed up the scene obviously so i, I loved his outfits <laughs> while i liked all the stuff with the fun gun going through mm-hmm. you know the the, the police station the, you know, yeah, that gcpd was. and stuff that was fun but what, what really stands Stay out for the trailers <laughs> is when the biker gang comes and attacks her inside yeah. the the evidence locker room and that that is just that is just some of the best like I love the use of cocaine as a weapon. <laughs> loved it. But what is up with that? Like Deadpool used cocaine as a weapon. She gets to use That coca- was funny. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like he he uses cocaine to be like fucking LeBron James and yeah, shit. Yeah. And like and here, like it just comes down and she's like, Oh and, fuck yeah. And she like takes taste a take takes a taste of the cocaine on top of her like yeah. oh uh, god shocking i mean it, I mean, it, it, it kind of it reminds me of just you know i mean it's the modern day spinach right like people used right. to eat spinach quick pick me up cocaine hey r-rated superhero flick right it works so uh lauren real quick before we jump into i want to talk about that r-rating before we get out of here uh what is your favorite scene what was your favorite little bit okay so two things i want to bring up here so first off the big fight scene at the end i thought it was awesome especially like when they're they cut to different scenes of how they're protecting uh did you think it was a little on the nose that literally the the woman who represents women not having a voice and just being a pretty face and arm candy and stuff like that finds her quote unquote voice, voice. <laughs> right, 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 right. and i mean that was i was waiting for that scene because i love black canary for that right reason. but you watch arrow and stuff like that right. i've read comic books so i, I know no idea that i know that black canary oh, you didn't know that I okay know. i've actually heard that i've heard, heard people who who are unfamiliar with with oh. with with dinah that they're like oh you know if you're not a big comic book fan you and don't you, know about and you don't voice. you don't know okay. about black canary it's just like that. okay that's that's a weird deus ex machina to show up but it's like they actually i mean they did a good job of teasing it earlier yeah, on in the yeah, first yeah. act but sure. you're singing it that's why i let it go like that. yeah yeah but uh i i i love that i yeah. I, I love that yeah, and yeah, i love yeah. the idea that they that they kind of mentioned her mother where there's, there's like this weird dc comic books like right. backstory where it's like right. her mother was originally her and then she and her mother worked with right. the and then and, and then her brain moved into a new body or right, something right, right. like that and then she continued on right, which is right. why she didn't age and then like after i think it was a crisis they're like guess what she had a mom mom's dead she's the new black canary she's <laughs> right. she, she's dinah lance the, the but black yeah canary, that so. that whole fight scene was cool and obviously the very end i didn't see black mask going out that way no, i thought i thought we were shocking. gonna see him in like a future movie and then he just poop, i wanted to up, and i'm like 
After, oh, oh, damn, after I guess, I'm sad about that. After, I guess we can see him next movie. <laughs> after my initial excitement of like that, like he, you know, he 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 blows up, and and I and I called it like as soon as the little girl pocketed the yeah, grenade, I told Lauren, I was like, that, that's she, how that's yeah, how the shit's she ending. Grabbed, she grabbed the. Uh, that's how this is ending. The explosives and, earlier, on, and we saw that, and I thought it was going to be like throw it out to you know be a distraction or something no she she put it in she his put pocket it because she's a pit pocket right and it she goes both it ways his, what you take out you can you put back put in right back in right <laughs> uh and yeah i mean i that that scene actually shocked the shit it shocked out of me. me i was like oh i guess he harley just in, uh, just was great it was more harley just great part two yeah. i guess fucking kicks him over over the pier and as he's falling he just explodes into yeah. hundreds of little beautiful giblets and, and he like, knew Jesus. it was coming like you know a split second before he's like fuck yeah i i actually like i felt bad because i was like i i do want to kind of see this character again and now i i, I can't and i mean we can see the character again just not ewan mcgregor ewan as McGregor. the character that's true i mean it was just uh but it was shocking and it was uh i i gotta give it to to the movie because it's like just when you think like it's gone too far at times, it, it always finds a way right. to, to ratchet it up just mm-hmm. one extra notch, you know, not not too much to where it's ridiculous, but it ratchets it up just to to an extra notch. And I just, I just, I loved it. The only thing I was a little a little wonky on was like, all right, so the hyena lived, like everybody lived, like that's such, such we a happy were very, ending. We were very concerned about that. I we was, were like, where's Bruce? Because I thought that was her John Wick dog moment. Yeah, 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 and <laughs> and that's what you said. You were like, motherfucker, they John Wick dogs. They, they John Wick Harley Quinn. They killed but, a fucking dog. As always, if you don't see a body, they're probably not dead. And that was my True. that was the hope I was holding on to. We didn't see a body. So uh, wrapping it up here, the very end, uh, I was not crazy about like these final scenes here where she goes off with the little girl that feels wildly irresponsible for three sane adults to allow happen number one <laughs> there were huntress and and renee montoya and and black canary all allow the 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 Cassandra Kane to go off with Harley Quinn and just allow that. You gotta get yeah, that yeah, little yeah. you gotta get that little girl away from her. But that at is, this point, there's no change in that kid. She's yeah, broken, you know. True. You're not responsible adults at that point. Right, though. right, right. Uh but you know, the just just the whole ending of like the birds of prey all in costume, being costume heroes and stuff like that. I thought it just should have ended right there. It was in a the little diner. weird. It was yeah, exactly. With her uh, running away and and driving off in Black Harry's car, car. Right. And 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 she just goes, Wait, that was my car. And like that's because it. It just ends. We there. all knew that Huntress got her money we didn't need to know that she got the family fortune back we already know you kept the diamond right and now we she's tony starking the, the the birds of prey right, right, she's right. funding it and everything right. like that and i was just like i was like it's all it, it almost wraps itself up in too neat of a little bow mm-hmm. where right i was like this is too many happy endings now let's not forget they're all what while they're all fun characters they're all flawed characters yes, as well absolutely and having them all be wrapped up in a nice neat little bow uh i also you know i heard someone mention that it would be funny and i really thought this is if like while harley quinn runs out of the diner as if like instead of it being daytime it was nighttime and she runs out she runs right into just like in shazam just a chest with a bat symbol on it oh that would have been funny yeah that would be hilarious you know and you don't even have to pay any big name actor to be batman just like they didn't pay henry cavill a guy in a suit yeah that would just be a hilarious way to tie it all in and solve the big problem of the movie of why is this under batman's fucking radar finally batman came out of his (laughs) cave and was like i missed a lot yeah, I, I, I'm curious of what they do with this kind of stuff later on. Because, you know, I think there's going to be a follow-up. 
Um, I just don't know what kind of Batman is going to be in. I don't. I, I don't really know. If don't DC, know if Robert Pattinson is going to be affiliated I, with all these extensions. No, I honestly don't know if DC. I, I. I. I actually like this. I don't think DC fucking cares. Yeah. And I like that. I like that DC yeah. doesn't care to tell everything in the same universe. The fact that we're all trying to like ship all these movies together and put them oh, yeah. all. Oh, in that Fuck regard, it. yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. that at all. This this stood on its own. It, it's a companion to Suicide Squad, which is from a universe that is defunct and gone, and that's fine to me. And I'm like, fine and with like that. we talked about earlier, you don't have to have Batman in the movie per se. Right. Just tease that he's around. Right. Just he's right he's around there. the corner or something. There, it's there was a world. comic book with you know Renee Montoya in it uh, that, that that was called uh, I believe it was called GCPD or like from the files of the gcpd mm-hmm. it ran it i mean batman had like eight books out at one time in in the late 90s and early 2000s and stuff but it was actually a fun series where it followed the the gotham city police department as they they they, they took on some high profile you know like crimes sometimes batman showed up in it sometimes he didn't sometimes some of the stuff was on his radar other times it wasn't and i thought like that's a nice way to treat like a, a Batman, a movie that takes place around Gotham City and right. stuff like that. You know, uh, um, very much in the same way the TV show Gotham did. If you drop the whole mm-hmm. young Bruce Wayne character, right. uh, I think I think like that's the, that's the way to treat it. Is you don't ignore his existence, which I kind of felt like this movie did. You kind of embrace it in very minute ways to the mm-hmm. point where you don't have to pay a big name actor to play the character. Right. Right. Just put it out there. Yes. I also thought it would have been fun. Could have easily said. Where where's the uh, bad at? Like yeah. you know something. Yeah, you know? just someone just go like, where's Batman with all these shits going on? Yeah. Eh? <laughs> Jesus Christ! A newspaper. A something. newspaper. What right, 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 There's right, so right, many yeah. things that you can do with right. That. Day sixty three, no bat sighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, and it's just like all right, and now- that could lead up to old Batman into a younger Batman exactly. story. But so, whatever. Anyway, that's that's it. That's our review for Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. If you would like to uh, jump in on this conversation, you can reach out to us on our social medias. You can find me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. Jay, where can everyone find you on social media? Facebook, SuperMovie Bros Podcast, and Instagram, SuperMovie Bros. Also, my new Twitter handle is J underscore SMB. Yeah, and you know, definitely check out our social media because that is some places where uh, randomly on, on Twitter, I just throw out some stupid thoughts i think we're gonna start doing that we're gonna just you know from time to time just start doing a little bit more random and of course we have polls we have we have listener questions and stuff like that yeah you actually attempted to put a listener question out this week and it it didn't go over well i think because nobody saw this movie (laughs) it's it's very possible possible. i really do i think it's because not many people have an opinion yet on it because they haven't seen the movie give it time i think this is one of those movies that's going to grow and it's I only think, been four or five days i think right? even yeah. if it's a box office flop i think it's still going to be fondly remembered and i think it might wind up with a little bit of a it's going to have legs for it'll sure. have legs and yeah and the fact that it had the r rating so we can't bring our you know younger kids to the movie right. theater i told Logan, that that hurt its box office right sure. and when uh logan mentioned the harley quinn movie i'm like would I tell her 10 more or she has <laughs> she to was be 10, 10 years old. when she's 10 she can watch it with us but she did watch Suicide Squad with us right. but she wasn't interested in it right uh, you know it, I think it was just too I much. think she'll be more interested in a movie about the female characters right than, but yeah. I also don't want to explain white powder going up Harley Quinn's right which is my, why I said when she's 10 to my 6 year old daughter so. yeah when she's 10 she can watch that movie just not now <laughs> 
Uh, I think it's subtle enough. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's. (laughs) If you're enjoying Super Movie Brothers, please feel free to leave us a five star review on the podcast listening app of your choice, just like GOK did. They wrote Super Cool Podcast Bro, my favorite movie podcast ever. Shout out me. So there you go. There's your shout out. Leave us a review and you can get a shout out on the show too. If they don't allow you to leave reviews, then uh, head over to your iTunes account. You can leave us a review over there. We read all the reviews on the show, just like we read one earlier up here. We read them on there for verbatim. And of course, if you're really enjoying the show, Super Movie Brothers does have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash Super Movie Bros podcast. And for just $1 a month, you can get all the additional content that is available over there. So I want to thank all of you for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.